Hey, Hopers, thanks for joining us again today, and I guess for tuning in to Hope Daily on the regular uh, as we start a new year. Uh, we're going to stay in Psalm 26 for these Tuesdays for a little bit. We're about to bounce over to Proverbs for a while. I have a lot of thoughts about Proverbs, but Psalms are just these precious uh, poems and stories and songs that uh, we can continue to both identify with and to take truth from. Psalm 26 is the psalm we're going to look at today. And uh, it I'm going to call this a deal with God. And by that, what I'm saying is, I think we all kind of have underneath a presumption that we have made some kind of deal with God. And I'm not saying that it's, it's conscious or even that it's evil. It just is kind of a general assumption. The deal kind of goes like this. When I do the right things, then my life should go well. And when I don't do the right things, then my life should be a mess. And when I'm trying to do the right things and my life feels like a mess, then I feel like somehow a little bit betrayed. I feel somehow like God has not kept up his side of the deal. As I read this psalm, you could certainly feel like David is full of himself. He is boasting or, or proud, even arrogant, especially coming off of Psalm 25, which really talks about repentance and uh, Lord, help me and please don't remember the sins of my youth. So coming into Psalm 26 and David saying, I've done everything right, uh, it can feel like that a little bit. But I think context uh, is important. We don't exactly know when David, what circumstances David wrote this, but there are hints in the psalm that in some way he is in a position like, if it's not this position, it's like this position, like when he was running from Saul. And what this psalm is, is David sorting through the questions, the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts, even his belief system, kind of challenging himself. It's that healthy conversation with yourself that psalms, the psalms so often do, patterning for us how maybe we could work through something instead of just living crushed in the fear or the doubt or the anxiety, how we could have a conversation with ourselves that kind of pulls us away from what we normally would be in. So Psalm 26 starts off like this. Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Vindicate me, Lord. The word vindicate uh, in the King James is translated judge me, Lord, which kind of goes along with verse two. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. David says, judge me, look at me, measure me. And I, what you will find, what David is saying, what you will find is I've done what is right. David is saying to God, I, I put my hope in you to know the truth and make the truth known. Judge me and declare that I am not suffering because I did something wrong. I am not suffering deservedly uh, in, in a punitive way. Uh, what is coming to me, maybe people look at it and say, well, David, you must have done something bad. That's why your life is like this. But David says, that's not why my life is like this. And God, you know it. God, you know it. There is such a faith to that that says, God, you know, and it should be able to bring us peace. It should be able to calm us in those times where life seems unfair and maybe we wonder if if we've done something wrong or if God has left us or forgotten us or is mad at us. Having that conversation inside of ourselves like David does when he says, vindicate me, Lord, make it plain that this is not suffering I deserve. 
because I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in you. I haven't faltered. So look, test me, try me, examine me. I have kept your love in mind. I have lived relying on your faithfulness. So David says, I've been going the right direction. I am in trouble, but I've been going the right direction. Then he goes on to list these things. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers. I refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about uh, your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take my soul away with sinners. So basically what David does is he says, Lord, you know how much I love you. You know the life I'm trying to live. You know that I abhor evildoers. I don't surround myself with people who are deceiving others, with people who are hypocrites. I refuse to sit with the wicked. So David is just telling God basically what's going on in his head as he faces trouble. God, I've been doing this and now I'm facing this and they don't seem to go together to me. But it doesn't mean that I'm not seeing clearly. And if I'm not seeing clearly, Lord, show me. But I don't believe I'm not seeing clearly. I think I've been living for you, and yet this has come my way anyway. Sometimes people in our church family face things like a diagnosis, uh, you know, some cancer battles that are going on right now, or someone uh, comes down with COVID in a serious way, or some other kinds of things. Uh, A spouse decides that it's time to leave, and the other spouse is shocked and surprised and wonders, where did it all go wrong? I've been trying to live for the Lord. Why is it going down the tubes now? So there are all these kind of things where the question with God is, God, did you Did you fall on your side of the deal here? What happened? I thought we had a deal. And recognizing that this is that moment to dig deeper roots into the faithfulness of God. So David, that that verse 9, Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsties, in whose hands are wicked schemes and whose right hands are full of bribes. David's like, it feels like I'm about to suffer the fate that I believe those who don't follow you are suffering. It feels like I'm getting sucked along into their destruction. That's what it feels like, God. Please don't let that be true. Please don't let that happen to me because I've been living for you. Verse 11, I lead a blameless life. Deliver me and be merciful to me. So even in that word mercy, he's calling out for God's compassion, God's kindness. But the word mercy recognizes I have done things deserving of facing suffering, but that's not what this is. So God, pour your mercy out on me. And then what he ends the psalm with is a a figure of speech that's kind of a little hard for us to figure out. Because verse 12, he says, my feet stand on level ground in the congregation, in the great congregation, I will praise the Lord. My feet standing on level ground to us might not mean a lot, but remember, David is a warrior, a soldier. Level ground had had great benefit as opposed to fighting on an incline, whether up or down, because it was much more likely that you could lose your footing and therefore be vulnerable in this life or death battle. But on level ground, my foot is not going to slip. I'm not going to fall down. I'm not going to lose my balance. And I think that is the essence of what he's saying. As I'm fending off these thoughts, as I am battling against this idea that, God, you you broke your side of the deal, as it challenges me about whether I actually trust you or not, as I work through all that and I come back to just relying on what I believe is absolutely true, that you are faithful to me, that is what puts my feet on level ground. That's what gets me back to being 
on balance and having my balance so that I will not be easily pushed over or, or discouraged, distraught, destroyed, full of fear. I won't find myself in that position because I believe that putting myself in your hands has always been the right thing to do, has always been the safe place to be and will remain that. So if it is that Saul is chasing him down the road right now, David is saying, God, I see and I hear and I feel the fear from my men. I see the, the reports of you know where Saul is, but I'm not going to lose my balance. My balance is found in the fact that every time I hear something and it says, oh no, you better be afraid. My soul responds with my Lord has me. My God sees me. I've put my trust in him and I am not foolish to do that. And I will stay in his hands because that's where I want to be. So as we go into the new year, whatever it is that comes your way this year, that is what we're fighting for. To have that kind of mind, to have that kind of faith, to have that kind of balance in our life so that nothing can knock us over and cause us to doubt whether God cares, whether God is faithful to his promise, whether God is going to see us and watch over us and answer our cries for help. 